Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, my name is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi and you are listening to Street Talk Theology, where we keep theology real and bring it to the streets. I want to include my email address and would love some feedback from you guys concerning Street Talk Theology. You can reach me at, as you know, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. As mentioned, Street Talk Theology is not about me. It's about how people bring their theology to the streets, whether that's in the home, the school, the marriage, family, and friendships. Okay, let me say this before we uh, continue with my guest. God is a God of second causes. In other words, he uses second causes to bring about his purposes. He doesn't need second causes, but he uses them. Here's what I mean. He used a 24-hour east wind to bring the quail in the Exodus account. And what about in Second Kings? He, by the hand of Elisha, used a jar full of salt to purify the water for drinking. And Naaman, we don't know Naaman's story. He was cured of leprosy by dipping seven times in the Jordan River, the Jordan River being the second cause. What about Jonah? God used the big fist as a second cause to get his attention. Even more important than that, God uses jars of clay, buckets of mud, if you will, and fills us with his treasure, because we are the buckets of mud filled with his treasure of the gospel to proclaim to the world. So basically, yes, we are buckets of mud whom God fills with his word to bring the gospel. And with that being said, my guest this afternoon is Derek Benerick. I, I probably messed that up, right, Derek? Uh, Derek Benerick. Derek is the co-owner of CGI Communications here in Casa Grande, and Derek is married with three children. So here's my point. The reason I'm doing this show is because it was Derek whom God used to introduce me to Pastor Eric Kluth, the station manager here at KVNG. Basically, God used Derek as a second cause to bring two churches together in furtherance of the gospel. Derek, welcome to Street Talk Theology. Hey, Pastor, how are you? Good to see you again. I want to get I want to get into this right away. So, Derek, let me ask you this: Is this something you do trying to get solid biblical churches to work together in furtherance of the gospel? I do. I think that we, as the churches of the community, tend to be uh, very separate in the things that we do, the places that we go, and and we kind of keep our our activities within our church walls or within our church family. I really don't think that's the way God intended it to be. Uh, I know it's purposeful to have separate churches uh, for various reasons, but I do feel that there are community needs uh, that extend above and beyond uh, doctrinal issues or um, or other differences between uh, churches and congregations, uh, places where we need to come together and, and help each other out, where uh, one church may have uh, greater resources in one area uh, than another church who has a need 
uh, in that area. And you're, to- and you're talking basically, Derek, like-minded churches, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we're all individuals who live and work in the same community. Uh, we shop at the same grocery stores. We eat in the same yeah, restaurants amen. and our kids go to the same schools together. So why would we not try to uh, fellowship together or better come together for a greater cause? Yeah. And I think, I think, I think you make a good point because sometimes uh, we want our own castle, so to speak, and we don't want to, <laughs> what I'm saying is sometimes we just want to be in our own separate place. But I think community is important because especially when we're going to bring the gospel to everybody, is that, that that's the main reason for this, right? Yes. You know, cause it, it was basically when Eric, who obviously is the pastor, at, the associate pastor at Calvary Chapel, you know, me and him got together because of Derek. I mean, he put us together and this is where this radio show goes. So there's, there's a lot here, how God uses um, fellowship and uses um, churches coming together, bring about his purpose. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. So uh, you kind of defined a little bit what fellowship is, obviously, but you seem to have a heart for the pastors here in Casa Grande. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I, I know quite a few pastors in the area. I also know quite a few pastors from, from around the country, uh, from uh, various events uh, that, that I've been part of, various ministries uh, that my wife and I have been part of, and also being involved in the recovery community for several years, going on 20 years now. One thing that I've seen time and time again is that our, our pastors seem to have uh, a tremendously difficult job of trying to connect people within their congregation, within their community. Uh, Derek, kind of, one thing, um, uh, what do you mean by recovery? I just was. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so my wife and I, we led a recovery ministry uh, here in the community for a few years. And um, we've been involved in that, uh, speaking at different churches and uh, different uh, religious groups around the state. And so through that, We've made a lot of contacts with uh, different pastors and different religious leaders in, in the community. And one thing that seems to be common amongst those leaders is uh, being burned out, um, not having enough time in the day to get Amen. everything done, uh, not having enough volunteers who, who show up to, um, to do the work needed. So the Bible talks about with, with many hands, the burden is, is light. The problem is, is that the antithesis of that is uh, with few hands, uh, the burden is very heavy and, um, and our pastors carry that. And so I have a, a real soft spot in my heart to try to connect pastors to resources to try to make things um, easier, uh, give them access to uh, more people, more volunteers, or just, you know, to encourage them. Uh, that's huge. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, it, it, you know, especially being a pastor and hearing that someone has that heart, I think that's a, a great thing because sometimes we do feel a little overburdened. Sometimes we need that, um, you know, like I think about, uh, I think about Derek when Moses was on the mountain. Remember when the two people held up his hands and, and, the, and the, the battle was going their way and then when his hands went down, <laughs> um, you know, the battle went the other way. So, so there is a biblical mandate for coming a, alongside pastors, working together to bring the gospel. Um, so 
Uh, let me ask you this. Let's talk about let's talk about this because I know you're big on these things. Let's talk about first of all what you believe a role of a man is in the church. You you and we I got a couple of things I want to say here, but I want to start with the church. What do you think the role of men are in the church today? Are, are they just let me let me rephrase that. Are they just to sit in the pews and you know hear the the word? Is there is there more of a role for men in the church today? Uh, there is. Uh, there's a, a tremendously large role uh, for men. And unfortunately, uh, a, a vast number of us uh, are missing it. In Acts 1.8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Mm. And another way of saying that in Jerusalem would be our our local community, our home, uh, the place where we work, uh, our, our, our small circle of influence that we have. And uh, Judea might be our, our extended friends and family. And Samaria, oh, amen. Good, good. Samaria might be um, uh, the, the people outside of that, maybe the people who, um, who live on the outskirts of my community, um, the homeless that, that we see uh, within our community who, um, who we pass by uh, all too often. And then to the ends of the earth, uh, I mean, that, that's limitless. And we are a compartmental uh, bunch, uh, us men, where we, we think compartmentally and we, we treat things compartmentally. So we have our job, we have our home, uh, we have our church, we, and we go to these things. And, and, the, and sometimes those things never touch uh, each other. And they need to. They do. They do. And, um, and the enemy has done a very good job teaching us that it's okay to stay separate and to stay compartmentalized and, and to, to live in your own little world and, and to have entitlements and, and things of that nature. And the problem is, is that we're, we're coming into a, a really difficult time with you know, the pandemic and obviously um, how that's affecting each and every one of us in, in so many different ways. Uh, how you know, Derek, just for a second, this is a huge topic. You hit on something really, really important. The devil is impersonal. And he wants to keep people apart. And you uh, think about this, Derek. I want you to think about this question. I just thought about it when you were saying this. So here we are in this pandemic, right? And we are impersonal now. Now we are forced to be impersonal. But think about before, Derek, just for a second, because I, 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 I think you hit on something really important. Just put the pandemic, the pandemic aside for a second. Notice how this world has become so impersonal with texting with. And here you are. You want to turn that upside down because Jesus Christ is personal. Right. The devil is impersonal. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think you're hitting on something really theological there. And I I want you to continue. But do you see where I'm going here? Yep. I mean, you want to make churches personal. You want right. to, uh, uh, as, as a uh, choice of a better words, put skin in the game, so to speak, right? Yep. So please, I, I think you're onto something there. Well, Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Amen. Amen. There's a reason that that's the word picture analogy that, that that's being used. Um, if you think about the process of taking a piece of iron and, and making it into a sword, the tremendous process of, of heat and, and force uh, with, with the hammer and all of the different tools uh, and then the cooling in the, in the water, there, there's none of those things happen 
without contact. Amen. The, the, the heating doesn't happen by, by not being put into the fire and being tested. Uh, the, the molding doesn't happen by, uh, by not being hit by the hammer on the anvil. And, and these aren't things that, you know, that we are excited about having happened to us, but it is a process that we need to go through a, a sanctification, uh, if you will. And, um, and so as we, as we talk about, you know, men sharpening other men, you know, we're not going to sharpen each other just by sitting in the same room or by, you know, watching the same live stream uh, of a church service on Sunday. And Yeah, Wednesday nights. Thank God we still have Wednesday nights here, but Wednesday nights are being a, a thing of the past, right? Yeah. yeah. And we know a lot of churches, Derek, you know, I mean, I, I love having conversations with brothers and Derek has been a a good brother to myself and, and obviously bringing us together so we can get on this radio. Uh, uh, Eric was the, uh, the, the second cause. And um, we are thankful that, you know, Eric actually took heed to what Derek said and, and got us together. And, and here we are doing this broadcast. The other thing um, I wanted to ask if I may is, what is re- what is uh, the role of men in the church? Like you said. Now, what about at home? What about what's the, what's the role of man at home? Let's let's broaden this out a little bit if we can. Uh, home is a man's first ministry. Um, Amen. That that is the place where uh, the man should spend the most uh, of his time, in my opinion, uh, counseling. Uh, his family, uh, his children, his wife being the leader uh, in Bible study, Bible reading. If we as, as men are lax in these activities, uh, that's the example that we set forth for our family. And, um, and that's how we, we allow the enemy to creep in a little bit at a time by, um, by not being bold in, in our study. Again, impersonal, right? Impersonal. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right back to what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I, I think that this is, this is what the enemy wants with churches. He wants to keep us separate. He wants people to be on their own, be in their own kingdoms and things like that. Now this is hard because um, people are so used to, being on their own, being in their own space, so to speak. And when, you know, we read, I I found out that when I, when you brought um, me and Pastor Eric together, we not only did this for the radio show, we wind up becoming pretty close as brothers in Christ. We, you know, he's visited the church and we're planning, you know, once we can do some dining again to go out with our, with our families. So there's a lot there. I, I think that you're really onto something. I just, you know, wonder if people are willing to take that step and um, engaging in, in these uh, ministries with like-minded churches. Right. And that's, and, and that's really what we have to do. Um, I really don't think that there's truly any church out there, especially in our community of all the ones that I visited who aren't open to the idea of visiting with other churches and visiting with other leaders and, um, and other congregants from other churches. You know, I, I know that there's always the worry about uh, people uh, stealing other people's uh, sheep and, and so on and so forth, but this is not what, what, what it's about. Um, and I feel like the 
feel like the more important thing here is that uh, we can come together uh, as a community and we can worship God together. Um, I don't know that it matters so much that, you know, that brother Bill goes to your church and I go to our church and the two of us come together. I don't know that that Amen. has any Amen. ill effects uh, on on either of our churches. I, I think what it does is it uh, actually strengthens us as a community, and it strengthens our resolve to be part of our church family and our church community. And um, th- this is not about creating new members or um, uh, or having members move from one church to another, but this is about uh, believers coming together uh, as a community. You know, we're in a uh, unprecedented time. We sure uh, are. We sure are. It's referred to so often. And so as Christians, we need to do things that are unprecedented. Yeah, and I, I wonder I wonder how many people have used this time for deep contemplation. I mean, you know, um, we know God is sovereign. We know he ordains everything. This is something that, you know, God is not saying why did it happen. In fact, he ordained it for a reason. And maybe it is for to think about when we do, God willing, get back to normal, that maybe we should be more personal, more interactive as, as a community, more interactive as churches, like-minded churches. I mean, we're not going to uh, deal with churches that, that are unbiblical, obviously, but hopefully that maybe this is a wake-up call that, you know, this is all about getting back to your first point, fellowship. Yes, it is. I really feel like uh, this is the opportunity for us as a community to begin the healing process from some of these things that are are really troubling us. Um, this pandemic has had a, uh, a tremendous effect it has. on a lot of people emotionally. It has. It has. Uh, and it's had a tremendous effect on a lot of people spiritually. And um, the church, in my opinion, is is the first line of defense and not, uh, the first hospital, uh, so to speak. Amen. And, um, and this is a grand opportunity for us to come together and, and begin that healing process together. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm thinking about this too, you know, uh, you don't hear a lot of churches say this and, and, you know, I, I, I may be at fault myself, obviously, you know, how many times have we come together and pray maybe for God to stay the plague, for God to remove this pandemic. And, you know, there's power in prayer. That I mean, we know the, uh, the disciples, the apostles, when things like this happen, they would get in corporate prayer and cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, please, you know, we, you know, we need this lifted. We want to, you know, uh, move the gospel further. And, and, and I think, um, you know, what does the Bible say, uh, um, Derek? Where was the intercessor, right? Where was right. the intercessor? So, you know, maybe it, maybe it's a call to prayer. Maybe it's a call f- for a corporate prayer. Even if you got to sit at a distance, it, you know, God God can do anything. I mean, he doesn't need, uh, We maybe we need to be the second causes in this pandemic and praying for God to lift the plague and, and bring a miracle. And, and obviously he can use the doctors and, and things like that for second causes. Um, so I, we, we got about maybe, uh, maybe about 10 minutes. So eight minutes, 10 minutes. So what is your old man in the church at home? In community, I think you kind of covered that, right? Or what is roles men in the what is men's role in the community? Uh, and you want to expound on that maybe a little further? Sure. Um, 
two scriptures uh, uh, that I have to expand that a little bit further. John 17, uh, it says uh, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, and that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. How do we become perfectly one if we're sitting at opposite ends of, of our community and we're, we're locked away uh, in our homes um, afraid? And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't be reverently aware uh, of, of the, the uh, issues going on. Without a doubt. Uh, but there are things I believe that we can be doing uh, in preparation for uh, this, this time to break. Number one, uh, prayer. Uh, We have for so long uh, here in the Western world, we have put prayer on the back burner. Um, We've heard it said so many times, well, at least I can pray or the least I can do is pray. And and the reality is, is it should be the first thing. The most thing we should do is pray, right? Because it is... um, it is extremely powerful. The second scripture is in Acts uh, chapter two, uh, towards the end. It says, and all who believed were together and all had things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. Amen. You know, we know people who have needs. And I think that the enemy has used the fear of, of this time, not only with the pandemic, but the divisiveness happening in our country right now within the political realm. Yeah, uh, to, without a doubt. Without to a doubt. keep us from, from doing things like this, from recognizing and, and trying to go above and beyond uh, our own means to help meet the needs of someone else uh, who, who might be having a tough time. These are the things that we're called to do. God doesn't put any footnotes in here and says and to say, uh, unless there's a pandemic, then you shouldn't do it. Amen. And, and, and here's something I want to say, and then I want, to, I want you to give me a, a minute on, 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 on the company that you co-own, a, a Christian company. Just think about this, and then I want to ask that, and I'll give you about a minute to do that. Uh, people want to get in touch and do something and just tell them what you do. But here's what I want to say. Think about this. Derek, God used 12 men to come against the whole Roman government, not come against in a violent way, but to bring the gospel. Mm -hmm. 12 men that loved each other, had fellowship with each other and did exactly what you said. And they brought the gospel to the world and not even the Roman government could destroy them. Hmm. By God's grace, right? I mean, that's Amen. what you're saying. They would, they yep. would uh, combine in fellowship. Give me a minute about about your company, please. Well, CGI uh, is a local internet provider. Uh, we've been here in the Casa Grande area for over 20 years, and uh, we provide an opportunity for uh, folks who are. Uh, unable to have access to high quality internet service all throughout the area, especially those that are out in the rural areas where they can't um, get cable uh, or DSL services. For the most part, 
Um, that's primarily who our customer is. Uh, we have a great mix of uh, both business and residential customers. We also do a lot with uh, alarm systems, camera systems, and uh, also home theater and home automation. Our, our motto is, is doing the right thing uh, for the customer because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and having been a small business here in a small community for over 20 years, uh, we don't feel like you could do that unless you were doing the right thing. For Just you. quickly in closing, how, to get, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can stop by our office at 106 West 2nd Street, or you can always reach us by phone at 520-421-3333. Derek, thank you so much for being with us today on Street Talk Theology. Uh, my name is Dominic Grimaldi, and where we take sound the- theology and bring it to the streets. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.